This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you should get rid of your wart, and we'll explore a useful know-yourself-better question related to friendship. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, the sage, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I have to report that I've had many warts removed in my lifetime. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that very well from our childhood. Yes. Yes. Um, More about warts later. (laughs) Yes. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may remember that last year for Labor Day, um, we did this thing that that turned out to be really great. Um, We had Happier Labor Day. It's hashtag Happier Labor Day. And it's about um, making work happier. Yeah, just as Valentine's Day is a day to think about romantic relationships and New Year's Day is a day to think about what goals you might have for the upcoming year, we can use Labor Day as a day to think about our own labor. Yeah. Now, of course, I know you questioners, you're thinking Labor Day is an arbitrary date. And it is. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just using the holiday of Labor Day as a reminder. But a secret of adulthood is that something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. And it can be very hard to, in the midst of everything that's going on every day, to sort of step back and reflect and to think, how could I be happier, healthier, more creative, more productive, think about my values, my goals, related to work in a way that would allow you to forward in a, in a good way. Yeah. Sometimes we only think about an issue in our work life if there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and even then we may not stop and really think about it. It's tempting just to coast along and hope things will work out or get better on their own. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Question, there's also the often discussed problem of the important versus the urgent. Yeah, when I first heard this distinction, it was such a revelation to me because it is, it's like there's the important thing, which is like the long-term, seeing the big view, having those long-term goals, and there's the urgent. That's the thing, the email that you have to answer in the next hour. That's the project that you have to hand in on Friday. And if you're just managing the urgent, you forget about the important. And so hashtag happier Labor Day is meant to help us yeah. focus our attention on the important to, to be a catalyst to think about the big issues. Yes. So this year in the United States, uh, Labor Day falls on September 2nd, and we would love to hear your ideas, your questions, your reflections about how you're thinking about Labor Day in your own life. So um, post it in the comments as always, or post it to hashtag happier Labor Day. That would be really fun. Then everybody can see what everybody else is doing. I think a lot of times we get good ideas from each other. Yeah, and Gretchen, we are doing this across all the Onward Project podcasts. Side Hustle School is going to talk about this issue, and Sarah and I are going to talk about it on Happier in Hollywood. We all have a slightly different perspective. Yes. Hashtag Happier Labor Day. Let's hear from you. Um, now, Elizabeth, the try this at home tip, um, I must confess, comes from <laughs> me, and it is to get rid of your wart. Not our most poetically worded, uh, try this at home, Gretchen. No, I mean, wart, Explain. Yeah, wart is right up there with moist as like a, a word that is just I icky. Um, so I did get rid of my wart. I had a wart on my left hand and it wasn't a huge deal, but it was sort of bothering me. I think if it had been on my right hand, on my, it's on my, my, uh, my, my, lo you know, my longest finger, my middle finger, I think I would have been more self-conscious about it because I would have used it to shake hands, but it was still bothering mm. me. And I decided to get rid of it. And I would make two observations about why I think this is a good try this at home, the, is that often we feel dissatisfied with our bodies. And this can be a big happiness stumbling block. And that, of course, that's like a huge issue. There's a lot to say on it. But this was just an example of how there was like a small nagging thing that was bothering me in a small nagging way. And I could just fix it. So like, why put up with it when I could just fix it? And the other thing I would observe is the secret of adulthood, that over-the-counter medication <laughs> It's very effective. I did minimal research on Google. I went to CVS, my drugstore around the corner, got compound W Band-Aid things. And it's like two weeks later, my wart is totally gone. It's like, why did I not do this a year ago? Yeah. And Gretchen, I have to point out that get rid of your wart feels like a metaphor, <laughs> even more than a literal yeah. getting rid yeah. of your wart. Yeah. It feels like a great metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, it's a metaphor for all those little things that bother us that we hardly notice, but they're constant. Um, you know, and we keep talking about this idea it kind of in different frameworks, um, this idea of identify the problem and then address the problem. You know, just do it, whatever that is. Yeah, it's so hard, though. Yeah, why is, why it, so is it so hard? Why is it so hard? <laughs> and some people are better at doing it than others. I think some people really do, like, see a problem and address it right away. Maybe this is something where you and I are a little bit more likely to stall. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Like, Adam is like this with things around the house. Oh, that's good. Like, he'll see a problem, and then he'll actually do something about it. You know, it's like there's those people who change light bulbs yeah. and those who don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Adam, it's a great distinction in life. Yes. You know, like, if he sees a light bulb is out, he'll stop what he's doing. He'll go to the closet, find the light bulb, yeah. put it in. If it's not the right one, he'll, like, Get a different light bulb. You know, I mean, he really follows through on all these little things. I call that a boomerang, the a boomerang errand where it's like you think you've done the errand, but actually now you just like have to it's come right back to you and now you have to do it again. 
Yeah. Yes. Super annoying. Um, Adam, yes, I'm terrible with, I mean, I'm bad enough with the initial, but if then extra steps are required, <laughs> it doesn't even occur to me to continue on, you know? Whereas Adam will spend an hour and a half of his night figuring out why isn't a printer working? Right. You know, I'll just never print again. <laughs> I know. Um, you have done. And, and, <laughs> and it's a great quality. It is. You know, really is. Well, I had um, a, And I, I just don't do it. Well, I had a triumph in this. Like, and again, it was like 10 years later. Uh, no, it was probably like 18 years later. Like, let's be let's be honest. Um I had a thing where my on my bedside table, I have a lamp that's plugged in and I have my electric clock that's plugged in. And I was scared to unplug my electric clock because then you have to reset the clock. And who can possibly reset an electric clock? It's like it's beyond. <laughs> it's, it's like it's magic that it's even correct now. Um, and I wouldn't even change it when the time change happened. I would just know in my mind that it was an hour off. Like, that's how bad I was. Right. So. But it was really bothering me. I couldn't charge my phone at night because um, I used my phone as my alarm clock. And uh, so I couldn't have it plugged in by my bedside because there was no outlet. And then finally, I was like, okay, identify the problem. I need another outlet. And I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. And I got one of those things where, you know, it gives you more outlets to jam into one mm-hmm. wall outlet. And I did it. And I unplugged the electric clock and I went back to, to you know, 1200. <laughs> and I figured out without even consulting the internet. It was that easy how to fix the time. And so now I can plug in my phone by my bed and it is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's just like solved this again, nagging small problems. And it probably took like one minute to do that. And it was incredibly satisfying. Like here I am bragging about it. It's like not only have I solved the problem, but I have this enormous feeling of smugness. So it really, again, it's these little things. Yeah. For me, Gretchen, um, in the arena of the clock, it's in my closet, you know, in my closet redone. And we've yes. discussed my closet many times, yes. but there's sort of a part of it that's like a, a dresser, you know, and the top of the dresser is an area that I just never fully organized. Mm-hmm. So I got, I, I did the whole rest of the closet, right? When I, you know, had it done. And then I dumped a bunch of stuff on the top of the dresser and it has never been fully organized. And it is such a wart in my life because every morning I see it, it bothers me. It makes it hard to find things. I can lose things there because it's like a mass of stuff. Um, my jewelry is is not organized, so therefore I can never find the right jewelry. And so I'm thinking I should like get rid of that wart. You should get rid of that wart. And if you don't get rid of that word in a timely fashion, the next time I come to your house, like that, I'm going straight from the front door okay. into your closet. Okay. I enjoy your closet much more than you do because. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's going to happen. But I'm sure you're going to go ahead and do it like tonight. Um, but the, and this final thing I would say is this reminds me of one of my favorite quotations from Samuel Johnson, um, Dr. Johnson. He said, there is nothing, sir, too little for a creature as man. It is by studying little things that we attain the great art of having as little misery and as much happiness as possible. Mm, uh, the so, little things. The little things. So let us know if you do try this at home and how getting rid of your wart and whatever your wart happens to be um, works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. That's at happiercast.com slash 233 for contact information, images, links, everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack courtesy of Gretchen's daughter, Eliza. But first, this break. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. And today it comes from Eliza. Yes, my daughter Eliza, um, I was saying to her something like, you know what, I, I, I'm having trouble with this website, but I don't know if it's if it's just me or if like the whole website's down. And she's like, oh, there's a, there's a site for that. And I'm like, what's the site? And it's aptly named. It's called down for everyone or just me.com. Um, and um, if you want the shortcut URL, um, which is easier to type, it's is up.me, is up.me. But if you basically just type in is Twitter down for everyone or just me.com or, you know, whatever, um, it will pop up. And then it's very simple. All you do is type in the name of the site that you're wondering if it's down. Like you, you, you write in like, is Facebook down? You just type in Facebook and then it'll pop up immediately. It says, no, it's just you. Or it's like, yes, uh-huh. Facebook is experiencing trouble right now. It's just like one of these things where it just problem solved, you know? Who um, knew? Who knew? And, and I had this thing because I, the other day, was having all this trouble. And I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm not moving properly into this technology world. I can't fix anything. I'm rebooting. I'm doing everything. I have trying every trick in the book that I know. And still, I'm not able to solve this problem. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, the whole site's down. I'm like. Mm. Oh, it's not me. It's the whole site. Is it just me or is it everyone? Now there is, there's an answer for that. There's an app for that or a site for that. And this is the site. So problem solved. That's cool. It reminds me um, of when we were young, you could just dial a number on the phone and it would tell you the time and temperature. Yes. For some reason, it would seem like the most brilliant thing. Oh my gosh. You could just at any time find out the time and temperature. I had completely forgotten about that. So true. And now for the know yourself better question. Um, What kind of social activities make you feel most connected to other people? Turns out there's a wide range. Yeah. And Gretchen, this is so worth thinking about because so much of your work, everything you do is about how social connections are the key to happiness. At the end of the day, nothing matters more than our relationships with other people. Absolutely. And so for that reason, anything that we do that broadens our relationships or deepens our relationships is really likely to add to our happiness. And But the thing about relationships is it sometimes can be awkward or difficult um, to foster those relationships. And one thing that's interesting to think about is like, what are the activities that help to make you feel connected with people? Like some people really want to do something like an activity, like let's go hiking, let's play board games. And then some people want to just 
like have conversation, like meet for coffee to talk, or maybe something like a book club. Some people are more physical. Some people like to do things on teams. Some people like to work together towards an aim, like volunteering or training for something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I found, um, you know, I have this Mahjong group, Brad. Yes. Um, And what I love about it is, well, one, it is fun to get together and do something because you kind of get just like a little boost from doing something. Yeah. Um, But what I really like about it in terms of deepening connections is that it's a very regular Mm -hmm. meeting. Right. So I like the fact that, you know, we usually do it once a month. So it's like 12 times a year, I'm going to be with these women talking for hours. And I think it just, there's... um Something that that makes it feel sort of profound that it's every month. Right, right. The kind of the regularity of it. Um, Now, by contrast, I have a friend who's an obliger, and he said how much he was loving training for a triathlon. And he said part of what he loved, Mm. he's a lawyer. um, He's about my age. And he was training with all these people who had wildly different professions and were much younger than he was. And he was like, oh, it's so fun to know all these different kinds of people. And he said, but and I'm really doing it because as an obliger, really, I know I like we're doing it together. So I have to I have to stick with it. Um, And so that was how he liked that kind of social activity. That's interesting. That makes sense. Now, I wonder, though. Like, is that just a social activity that's, you know, ephemeral? Like, for this period of time, he's social with these people, but then maybe it's over once the event is over. That's a very good thing to think about. Like, is it something that's going to naturally come to an end? Because maybe then you want to be thinking about what you're going to sub in or how you might extend it. Um, Now, a way that I love to be social is to go to the library. And when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and college, and especially in law school, that's where I met Jamie, was in the law school library because I just hung out there all the time. I love the way you could go. I would see a ton of people that I knew. But it was kind of a grab bag. I didn't have to make plans with people. Sometimes I'd see a whole group of people and we'd like sit and talk and have coffee in the the library coffee shop or in the hallway. Um, You can leave. I could leave whenever I wanted, whenever like I felt like I had enough. But I I loved the socialness of it and knowing that I could go there and see people when whoever who was also there. You know what, Gretchen, is interesting. This makes me realize something about Adam because... You know, Adam is always very hesitant to make plans, um, partly because of his migraines. He never knows when he's going to have a migraine. Um, And it kind of stresses him out. What I realized is when we first started dating, he always went to the same coffee shop. It was called Insomnia. Mm. And he had his coffee shop friends. Yes. And they're um, really good friends. And what I realized is I can see why the coffee shop was appealing to him because it's like the library. He could go there anytime, see friends, hang out. Maybe they'd even end up going out to dinner or going to a movie, but he didn't have to commit to being there at any certain time or for any particular length of time. Right. So it's just like what you're describing. So I see why that was so appealing to him. Because like going to the coffee shop has never been my thing. But wait, so were these people that he met at the coffee shop or these were people that he knew from other walks of life and they were all like, oh, let's just all go to the same coffee shop? I think they were people he met at the coffee shop. Oh. And that's a thing in LA. People become friends with people they meet in coffee shops or at the dog park. Wow. Or like, I know people who have gym friends. So this is, you know, this is a really helpful thing to know. I mean, how about you, Elizabeth? How do you like to be socially connected to people? 
Um, well, I said the mahjong, but also I love meeting someone for a hike. And oh. what I realized as I was thinking about this topic is that I should use that to my advantage. In other words, there's people who I'd like to be better friends with. And what I should do is just text them and say, hey, any, you know, desire to go for a hike this weekend. Yeah. And I could just, it's an easy way to connect. And a lot of people want to hike more, right. but they don't because they right. don't have the motivation. Right. And so, so that can motivate them. Yeah. And so I should really take advantage of that yeah. and, and strengthen some other connections, not just with the people I'm already connected with. Right. So that's a way to think about, well, the way that by thinking about how you like to engage with other people, you can you can double down on it. So that's great. I'd be curious to hear what people have to say about how they connect. Yes, I can't wait. Maybe it'll give us some new ideas. Yes. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's listener question. Um, remember, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77HAPPY336. Or of course, you can email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. So this week's listener has a question for Elizabeth. Leslie asks, as a TV writer, I'm curious, Elizabeth, if you're able to turn off the writer part of your brain when you watch TV. A lot of people criticize the final season of Game of Thrones based on the writing. Are you able to separate yourself from stories and watch and enjoy the show? Or do you find yourself thinking, ooh, I would have written that differently? I'm a copy editor, and people often ask me if I can turn it off or if I'm proofreading all of their text messages. The truth is, I really can, but I know some editors who can't. I'm curious about TV writing. That is a great question. Um, I can't really turn it off. Um, I would say the better something is, the more turned off that is because you're so engaged in the story. Mm. But I do, it's, I don't know if I'm often just noticing how a show does things like when they do act breaks, which is what we call going to commercial and act break. Are they breaking on action or emotion? Do I think it's a good act break? Mm. Uh, I will say that, yes, I as much as I love Game of Thrones, there were certain writing things that made me cringe. Just a few uh, this season. And, you know, it's one reason probably that I like reality TV, Gretchen, is mm. because I, I don't have that going on. It's just mm. pure relaxation for me. Yeah. But the other thing that happens, um, and I may have mentioned this to you before, is if something's really good, like, for instance, I watched, um, I remember sitting down and watching the first two episodes of Girls. Uh-huh. And I was so depressed because I just thought it was so brilliant. Oh. I thought I will never write anything as good as Lena Dunham. And yes, I enjoyed it, but it also just plunged me into depression. Yeah. Um, so it kind of works on all levels. So I guess the short answer is no, I cannot turn it off. But, you know, I guess I'm a TV writer because I love TV. So it sort of makes sense. Well, this reminds me of a passage in Isaac Mizrahi's book, I Am, and I, and I did a, ha a little happier episode about it where he says when he would go to an exhibit of something that he truly, truly loved, that he would, he, he would get kind of a spiritual nausea because he would just mm. think of like how much work it would take to do something that good and that he would never be able to do it. And so it was always this feeling of kind of transcendent joy and awe at someone's accomplishments would kind of get, make him feel sick to his stomach. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I relate to that. Yeah, interesting. But so for the most part, it doesn't interfere with your, it might occur to you, but it doesn't interfere with your enjoyment of just like 
the ordinary TV show. Well, I just think I'm enjoying it in a different way. Yes. Ah, it's just yes. part of my enjoyment. Yes. yes. Um, but yes. I but I do think that that's part of why I like reality TV. But this is this is what I always say about children's literature, something like Loring Goes Wilder. As when we read it as adults, we get more out of it because we bring more to it. So you probably mm. enjoy television more because you are appreciating it in a deeper, more engaged way than just the average person. This is making me think that we should do a bonus episode where you're like live commenting on a television episode. Would that not be cool? Oh, goodness. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Will you ponder <laughs> that? Think about what that would be. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. Ooh, I'm going to make you do that. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Happiness bully. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit related to being an upholder. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And happier listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. You're up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes, my demerit has to do with something that I, I suspect is related to my upholderness. You know, uh, if you don't mm -hmm. know your tendency, if you're an upholder <laughs> like me or an obliger or a questioner rebel, go to quiz.gretchenmoving.com and you can find out. Um, but one of the things people often observe about upholders is they can be rigid. Um, it can be hard for them to be flexible because they sort of get something in their mind and it's hard for them to change plans or, you know, pivot. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I was going to a speaking engagement and it was, it was involved connecting flights and, um, I was supposed to speak at night, um, 
at like seven. So I had left very, very early in the morning and uh, there was a huge storm in Chicago. And so like kind of the entire Midwest shut down and I got rerouted, which had never happened to me before. And um, I, in my mind, I was like, if I am not, and it was an hour away from the, from the airport. So first I thought, okay, this is going to be fine. I'm still going to get there. I'll get there. I'm going to land at 6.05, which will give Mm. me exactly the amount of time to get there right on time. Well, then I missed, that flight got delayed. So I, then I was like, oh, mm. this is done. I'm going back to New York City from Cleveland, which is where I've ended right. up. Because if you're 10 minutes late for something that was scheduled, well, then it's just like over. You can't do it. And then, they, and then they, I get this right. call and it's like, oh, they could do it the next morning. Why don't you just come and do it the next morning? And then you leave afterward. And I was like, what? I can't do that. Yeah. Like, this what? what? Change. Like, what? Gravity has been suspended? I mean, I was like, uh, this is like a rule of nature. And I thought about it. And then I called them back and I was like, Actually, I can do that. I can speak in the morning instead of at night. But it was so hard for me. And like truly, it didn't even occur to me. It didn't even occur to me like, what if I just spoke at eight instead of at seven? It was like, to me, it was like, this was like the, like, it was like engraved in granite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is where the upholderness, I, I was so committed to being there at 7 p.m., but I lost sight of the fact that I could be there at 8 p.m. I could be there at 10 a.m., you know? So, Well, Gretch, my question is, now that you sort of had that revelation and with yourself and being an upholder, do you think next time this happens, you'll be more flexible? I do. More easily? I do, because this had never happened to me before, and so it had never, like, crossed my mind, but now it has crossed my mind, and it made a big impression in me because it was, like, such a mental struggle. So I think next time I could say, like, well, given the facts, like, could we rejigger this in some way? Mm-hmm. So I, do, I, I, I hope that I, I hope I learned from that tomorrow. But listen, okay, gold star. What's something gold star? Well, I'm giving myself, Gretchen, a gold star because I have taken advantage, at least in one occasion, um, of summer in L.A. You know, just the whole making plans is always a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, But I managed to get us organized, and Adam and I went to um, the Greek Theater, which is this great outdoor theater. um, L.A. has the Hollywood Bowl and the Greek Theater, and they're both wonderful outdoor theaters, and Adam and I went to see um, this evening with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh, my gosh. That sounds um, so Which great. I must say was so fun and great. And just it was so delightful. Like we both it really improved both of our moods for like two days afterward because it was just so delightful. Yeah. And it was so fun to have a night out, the two of us. Um, and I was giving myself a gold star for that. And then I'm giving myself an extra gold star because when we, we came home. We said that was so much fun we need to now go to the Hollywood Bowl and it would be so fun to take Jack. And so we looked it up and they're doing um, Jurassic Park. They're going to show and have the L.A. Philharmonic play the score along with it. They do this with different movies every year. And this year it's Jurassic Park, which is one of Jack's favorite movies. So right there, um, I bought tickets, um, which makes me want to point out, Gretchen, that in Happier in Hollywood, episode 114, Sarah and I talked about making plans immediately. Yes. That if yes, you think of doing yes, something, make yes. the plan immediately or it never happens. Yes. So right there when we got home, we bought tickets. So in August, we're going to see uh, Jurassic Park at the Hollywood Bowl. Well, that is great because it's weirdly hard to push ourselves to do these things. And so you kind of have to remember, it's like you're going to feel happier. That's so great. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back. Gold star. 
And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Get rid of your wart, uh, literally or metaphorically. Uh, let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and our engineer, Bob Tabador. Also, thank you to Terrence Malingone for filling in today. Thank you to everybody at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The resources for this week. Um, I wrote a book a long time ago now, 40 Ways to Look at Winston Churchill, but it's now available in audiobooks. I just recorded the audio and it's available now. So um, if you like audiobooks, you can check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And um, I recently shared my Outer Order Intercom manifesto on Instagram, and so many people wanted a copy to print out and display. If you want one, just mm-hmm. go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, um, and you can download a free PDF um, if you want it. And also, I want to remind everyone, um, we've created now a special page for the sponsors. If you want to have any of the information related to the sponsors or the promotion codes, go to HappierCast.com slash sponsors, and there's also a link in the show notes, of course. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. You can email us at uh, what's her Pod- email address? Podcast at Gretchen there's, too, there's too many like different we're, like we're wildly accessible. <laughs> uh, wait, what is it? Podcast at Gretchen You've heard me say that a million times. <laughs> I know, but. <laughs> From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.